I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. David Behrman. You know what I call him, our gatekeeper of everything gambling content-wise at ESPN. Joining us now on 98.7 ESPN. Good evening, David. How you doing? Good, Anita. That was my favorite nickname of anything until someone last week called me the godfather of the Marlins team total under. And after that, I was like, you know, that's pretty good as well. So I hope you've gotten on board. You know, tonight the number got up to four and a half for some odd reason. The bookmakers jacked it up to four and a half and... Marlins score four in the second, don't score the rest of the game, and we cash another one. So I hope you're riding. A lot of people are. You're so funny. You know what? Did you watch Daily Wager tonight? Tonight I did not, but I've watched it the last couple of days. But I uh, I was out all night tonight. Kiddo had golf lessons, and we had dinner at the golf course and just got home a little while ago. So I said on Daily Wager, every week I'm going to wager that Trey Lance throws an interception. And I'm calling it okay. my Trey Lance Unnot fund for me to buy a new pair of shoes at the end of the season. <laughs> well, we've been joking for weeks now that I've started my son's college fund with the Marlins team total unders. And it's gotten to the point where my mother calls me every night asking if I won or not. Yeah. So, <laughs> she so watches, you, you, she watches you the play. Game, she watches the game down there, but she has no idea what the line is, so. You you play the Marlins under. I'll play Trey Lance interceptions, and you know my dogs will eat well for the rest of their lives, and your son will go to Harvard. So, hey, I mean you're only one and zero. I'm thirty seven and three so far. I've been doing this for forty games in a row, and I got another twenty to go. So, on pace. Well, the for season a good just Harvard started. And... I know. <laughs> I know. The there, season just started. I mean, come on. <laughs> hey, let the record show that you and I were on the opposite sides of all four games last week. We talked about we went two and two, so all is all is even. We went two and two, and the games we were on opposite sides of. <laughs> You're so funny. So, uh, but hey, listen, don't say anything bad about the Jets on ninety eight point seven ESPN because Robert Sala, he's uh, he's taking receipts. You don't want him coming after you at the end of the season, David. I think they're fully aware of what team I like and what team I don't like. Um, the Jets take care of themselves with their play on the field, so I don't need to add anything Oop. to what everybody else is already watching and, and, and grumbling about. And Robert Teller has a lot more important things to do than take down take my rece- numbers. Than take receipts. Than <laughs> take receipts. But if he wants to. I need it. I mean, I've been at this a very, very long time. Been at, at, at pro players, Joe Robbie Stadium, the Dolphins Jets games my entire childhood. I now live in this New York, Connecticut area, and, and God bless it. The last thing on my mind is the Jets. They're that far removed from being Uh-oh. anything. Oh, those, so those are two. Those are two receipts now. Those are two, re- <laughs> re- those are two receipts now that he is, he is cashed. 
for for one David Unlike Perry. I just dreadful, I just listen I, it's dreadful. it's tongue like I just I think it's ridiculous that he said that I think it's just absolutely ridiculous but listen this is this is I'll save unlike that from like the absolutely miserable, dreadful, like least exciting thing of driving back from Foxborough Stadium following another ass kicking by the Patriots. I thoroughly enjoy going down to MetLife, so it's always an experience I'm... to go down there and see the Dolphins Jets game. Anyway, all right, let, let's let's talk about some of the NFL games that you are on tonight. And and again, uh, so David oversees all our our content, digital and and uh, and and of course our columns. Um, and we're posting each and every day, so you can log on to ESPN.com, our chalk column with uh, with all our picks and all our plays, and uh, and he does a phenomenal job. So let's 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 kick off with the Texans, right? Because when when somebody, I think there was a question that was asked to me. I, w- I want to say it was like on Monday Bet Show, and the question was, what was what was the biggest surprise for you in Week One? The biggest surprise for me was that the Texans were able to stay lock and step with the Colts and the Atlanta Falcons were able to stay lock and step with the saints. I was really surprised with both teams. Now the Texans, they go on the road. They're going to Denver, Denver. Of course we saw a horrible loss to Seattle. They're favored by 10. The over-unders at 45. What's your play here? Well, you might've been surprised last week. Uh, the Texans, that was a play I gave out right here on air. I love that was my number one play last week was the Texans. So that came through. Um, I know you like Bindi and, and you, you know, we went two and two in those games. Um, I like the Texans again, and, and listen, I'm not I'm not here jumping on the Lovey Smith bandwagon. The Texans are not a playoff team; they're still far away, but they are better than they were last year, as they as they showed last week versus the Colts. I don't expect them to win the game. Is there anything that you saw on Monday Night Football that excited you about the Denver Broncos? Nothing that I saw. I also saw a coach that seems to be well above his head in terms of coaching an NFL team, you know, doing what he did at the end of that game. And, you know, can Russell Wilson come out there and, and, and cook and, and destroy the Texans? Sure. But there's nothing that I saw. Now, I think Denver should have won that game 100 different times versus Seattle, and the coach did everything in his power to lose it. I just don't see them as a double-digit favorite. This game has, you know, field goals to seven points written all over it. I think Denver wins. They are on short rest. Russ and company, a very emotional loss, a game that they know they should have won. And listen, Houston's going to play teams tough. You just said it. They, they were Not only were they toe-to-toe with the Colts, they led throughout that game. They had no business losing that game as much as Denver didn't belong in losing the Seattle game. The, the Texans should have won that game. They got or another still exists in the, in the National Football League. But can we just get like a field goal contest, Anita? Like the ties. Come on now. Um, but I think ten and a half is too much. There's not a lot NFL to begin with. Not the Denver Broncos I saw on Monday Night Football. I expect um, probably not a game I'm going to want to watch. It'll be on the Red Zone Channel sometimes. Um, but but I think this is a close. It's very similar to what we saw on Monday Night, seventeen, sixteen, nineteen, seventeen type game. Uh, game number two is the Saints and the Tampa Bay Bucks. I- I'm I'm all over the Saints here. I-, I just with with the Bucks and their offensive line and their wide receiving core all beat up. Um, so again, Saints they're at home and they're getting two and a half. The over under is at forty four. What's your play in this matchup? I, mean, I like the Saints as well. I wrote this multiple times last year in the column and the year before. For whatever reason, or Brady's kryptonite. There aren't much kryptonite out there just like superman himself only had a little kryptonite 
But Brady's 0-4 since he joined Tampa against the Saints, whether it's in New Orleans or whether it's in Tampa. Now he's 0-4, but he's lost every which way possible. He lost 9 nothing once. He's lost 34-23. He's lost 36-27. He's lost 38-3. So the, the, the common denominator there is he loses when he plays in New Orleans. And his co-QBR, and I got this from our friends in SIG and, and Seth Walder, his QBR is 26.8, the Saints which is about 20 points less than any other opponent that he's played since he's with Tampa. Think about it. Since he's been with the Bucks, they're 24-9, and nine, not counting the playoffs. Four of those nine losses have come against New Orleans. So to begin with, I like New Orleans. And then when I see they're getting points at home, by the three, of course, you never want to just do two and a half, you're, you're getting – now, at the end of the day, who, who's going to win that division? The Bucks are going to win that division. But like you said – they have injury issues in the offensive line. Godwin's not playing. Fournette's banged up. Brady has had very limited practicing being in and out. And, you know, it doesn't really matter who the coach and the, and the quarterback is, the Saints, because they keep beating the Bucks regardless. So I'm going to take the three, but I'm also going to play the Saints in the money line probably all over the place. And, you know, if Brady comes and burns us, you tip your cap. He's the GOAT for a reason. But he has not been able to beat the New Orleans Saints since he's like ever. I, I love it. It might be my favorite play of, uh, of, of week, week two. Let's talk about the Steelers and, uh, and, and what's going on with them in the Patriots. To me, the play here is the under at 40 and a half. Uh, both teams dealing with some, some injury concerns, um, actually a lot of injury concerns. Both teams, their offenses, somewhat anemic. So I think the play here is under 40 and a half. Uh, but you've got a Steelers team at home that's getting two and a half. What's your play? Yeah, and, and I agree with the under, but I also am going to take the Steelers. And, you know, th- th- there was a lot of football in last week, and we all watched a lot of it. And you know my fandom is the Dolphins. I had them locally on my TV versus the Patriots and watched every play of that game. And I'm here not to brag or not to, to you know, revel in it, but Patriots fans in the greater New England area, you're in control of the season. There's not a good Patriots team out there. Um didn't matter what Belichick tried, it wasn't working. They are just not a good football team. And I don't think the Steelers are a good football team either, but they did go toe-to-toe and win in Cincinnati, even though Cincinnati had a 1,000 chances to win this, that game, and they gifted points up and right to the Steelers, which goes right to your point of the under, which I still think is kind of low at 40 and a half, but I still lean that way because the Patriots amounted to nothing last week against the Dolphins, one touchdown. And the Steelers' offense didn't do anything with Trubisky versus the Bengals. All the points were gifted to them from Burrow and company, including a pick six to Nick Fitzpatrick, which, by the way, could happen again. And I think that's the only way you get to the overs if they gifted points. And last week's Bengals-Steelers game wasn't exactly low scoring. But the Patriots are coached well enough that they're not going to give away the ball that often. Uh, you give it away three times or very optimistic Miami defense. Uh, but I think it's in a 13-10 to 10 16, 14 slot set. So I don't think it approaches 40. And I'm going to be taking the Steelers uh, with the points and on the money line. I can already visualize my Steelers Saints money line parlay and find something there to add to it. Um, but I think the Steelers can be underplayed there. Again, David Behrman joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. He is our gatekeeper of all things gambling at ESPN.com. Some other games that I want to touch on, uh, I want to save the Monday night game uh, that I I, I find most interesting. I want to save that for last. Let's talk about the Rams for a second. The Rams, they're at home. Uh, They're on great 
amount of rest, 10 days, because, of course, they played the first game of the season against the Bills on Thursday and looking to redeem themselves against an Atlanta Falcons team, again, for three quarters, lock and step with the Saints. So Atlanta's getting 10. The over-under is at, uh, at 46 and a half. How are you playing this one? Anita, there, there are five teams this week that are 0-1 that are laying a touchdown or more. That includes the Niners, uh, the aforementioned Colts. No, sorry, not the Colts. The Niners, the aforementioned Broncos, um, the Rams, um, the Bengals, and I believe I already said the Broncos and the Packers. So those are the five teams that are laying a touchdown or more, yet they lost last week. Of all those teams, which one would you trust the most? And which opponent would you trust them to beat the most? And both answers are in this game. I trust the Rams the most of the five teams I just looked to bounce back. And I think the Falcons played well over their heads last week in the game. But the Saints, by the way, still lost at home, even though the double-digit lead, because that's what the Falcons do. I think the Rams, you mentioned the rest. Um, they, they, they were embarrassed on national TV by a very good Bills team. Uh, Sean McVay has an outstanding record coming off a loss. Um, they are, I believe they're 16 and eight against the spread coming off a loss against the spread under McVay. So they, they're, they're used to rebounding in these situations and there's no better medicine than the Atlanta Falcons who just aren't that good of a football team. And I think the Rams not only beat them, but I think they jump out quickly, a lot of rest, a lot of, you know, trying to get back and prove that they are the champs that they got embarrassed on TV last Thursday night. I think they win the first half. That had that, that number's minus seven. I really like that play if you're looking for uh, uh, not necessarily a whole game or total. And I think they, they win by double digits easily because the, the Falcons' defense is not good. Jameis wins someone up and down in that second half. Um, and I just think the Rams didn't like what they saw. You know, We talked about this last week. You had Akers and Allen Robinson were nowhere to be found last week. Both have been the talk of town since then. I think they both get the ball. You know, whatever the Rams did didn't work. So I think they get those guys into the mix and they route the they route the Falcons. Uh, David, last one before we let you go. Uh, let's talk about the Monday night game, and we're really excited about it here on on ESPN because we've got two games: seven fifteen, the Tennessee Titans coming your way against the Buffalo Bills. The Bills at home minus ten. Uh, the over unders at forty seven and a half. And then I can't wait. Listen, I have the Minnesota Vikings winning their division. As you know, I've been on the Eagles for over six months now to win the division. Uh, and so you've got the Eagles at home, Monday night football, eight 30. You can watch it on ESPN favored by two and a half over unders at 50 and a half. How are you playing this one? Uh, both these teams off very impressive wins week one. Uh, I do agree with you on the Eagles with winning the division and now even more so than now that Dallas is probably out of the mix. I took the Eagles over nine and a half wins at the beginning of the season. I think I've talked about it on the show. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'm in on the Eagles. Um, I don't think they're the best team in the NFC, but I think they have the easiest schedule in the NFC and the easiest division in the NFC, which is why I played what I played. As far as the Vikings are concerned, yes. Um, ready to buy in? No, not quite yet. I still think the Packers win that division, and I'm just not there yet with a brand-new head coach and Kirk Cousins as the quarterback. So in this one, I'm going to lay the points with the Eagles on Monday night. You did mention the second of two Monday night games. Um, I do like the Eagles here. I think they're the better team, and I'm actually a little surprised that this number is as low as it is. I think it's a little bit of an overreaction to what the Vikings did to the Packers and how the Eagles sort of let the Lions back in it. That's situational handicapping, and I think the Eagles are the play here. 
Um, I, I'm really excited for Monday night. I, I mean, how, how great is that that we've got not one but two games to watch? That's exciting. I truly believe there should be a game every night. That's just my own, that's just my own personal opinion. I think there should be a game every night. But, um, but we know that's we never going to happen. We kind of had that with we, we did we did have that with COVID where we had Tuesday games, Wednesday games, and got to the point where we didn't know what day it was anymore, and that wrecked havoc. So at least we got college. There's a good game going on right now on the on our network with uh, Louisville and uh, and Florida State. So you can get football every night if you want. It's there. Um, again, why don't you let the folks know exactly how they can uh, access uh, the uh, all, all the columns that we have up in regard to college sure. as well as NFL. Uh, ESPN.com backslash chalk is where you'll find all of our articles. Uh, Anita, along with our cast of hundreds, no, cast of uh, about 10 writers and uh, TV talent are, are in the, uh, the, the the Friday roundtable for the Sunday games. Uh, we'll also have the Monday night column up on Sunday. And if you're into the college football stuff, we've got Stanford, Stephen the Bear, Scott Van Pelt's winners. And then tomorrow morning, make sure you check it out. We'll have Doug Kazarian's cheat sheet final tip. He's going to have some Inside information as a sports betting insider on uh, why to take Alabama first half minus 31 tomorrow. Alabama minus 31 in the first half. Uh, and Doug will explain why if you go to ESPN Shock uh, tomorrow morning and look at his column. Fantastic. David, thanks a lot. We always appreciate you joining us this late at night. Um, it ha- good luck tomorrow and, of course, Sunday. Enjoy, my friend. Thank you, Anita. Make sure you all root for the White Knights and their uh, flag football season opener tomorrow versus the Red Knights. We're we'll out there and uh, score some points. You got it. You're listening to Week in Wager here on 98.70 ESPN. Brought to you by BetMGM Sports. Enough talk. Believe in your game. Believe in your bet. BetMGM Sports. Uh, quick break. We'll continue with your calls. 800-919-3776. Also, I'll share with you some of the other plays that I like heading into week three. Or, sorry, week two. Week two of the Don't get ahead of myself, Anita. Uh, week two of the NFL season. Right here on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
By the way, football fans, it's not too late to sign up for the Cover 5, a free-to-play pick'em game for season-long fun. Compete against your friends, your rivals, and, of course, your favorite 98.7 ESPN host. Pick five games each week, and the best score against the spread throughout the regular season will win $1,000. How great is that? Weekly prizes of $100 will also be awarded. Join the 98.7 ESPN League with the code NY22 on the Cover 5 app and cover5.com. Visit ESPNNewYork.com for, of course, full contest rules. Make sure you do that. Um, let's, uh, we've got some calls. Let's get to you guys. Let's go to Jacob in New Jersey. Jacob, welcome in. Good evening. How you doing? Hey, Anita. How are you today? I'm great. Good. So I wanted to talk about the Robert Sala receipts comment, right? Everyone's mm-hmm. kind of saying how that's ridiculous, how it's immature to say, and this and that. But as a Jets fan, and again, I have my bias, but... I look at that as him calling his shot. He's saying that, listen, the Jets, yes, there was obviously the media's opinion of the Jets. It's the same old Jets, always terrible, the laughing stock, one of, if not the worst teams in the league. He's saying when he said that he's keeping receipts and get off the boat, don't get back on it when we're good, he's basically saying that he believes in this team, that you know he's willing to put his reputation on the line by saying that. Because if they don't win, then that's going to look really bad at the end of the season. His receipt's going to be, what, 3-14, and 14, and he's going to lose his job. But he believes in this team enough to put that on the line and say, I am telling you, we're going to be good. And when we are, I don't want to hear all this you know, hype about us because so, it was so the of the beginning. So, Jacob, let's have the conversation, right? Like, a few things. Oh, no. Number one, at what, point, <laughs> at what point do you think the Jets are going to be good? At, at like, like where, where's your line of demarcation? Like, what are you, where, what, what's the timeline you are giving them up to to be good? Well, for Robert Soller, it, it, for the organization, I think now it's this year, maybe next year, if they have an okay season this year. If they have another 3-14 and 14 season, then – that you know, that's it. But they're not going to be good this year. They're not going to be good with this organization. They're going to have to fire a new head coach. What I would consider a successful season is something like the Dolphins a couple of years with like nine wins, something like that. But the way that he's speaking about his team, I'm just saying that I don't think it's immature. I think it's a, I think it's an endorsement of his team that he really sees what's going on in practice. And you know, he might be right or wrong, but I think that that was a very positive thing to say. Interesting. Okay. All right. Well, Jacob, I, I appreciate the call and, and, and respect your opinion. Um, I think it was really a foolish thing to say. Um, because you know, you, you just, you, you've got a lot of media folk out here that are giving our opinion, you know, jury's still out when it comes to, uh, Zach Wilson, the schedule is an absolute bear like it's a young team. The offensive line is a mess. Like, like, are we not supposed to talk about it? <laughs> like, like, are we not supposed to like, we're, we're calling it as it is. We're calling it as it is. And you're taking receipts. I, I don't, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't understand. I don't, I don't, I don't quite understand the, the, the comment. From from Salah, I just don't. Let's go to Anthony in New Jersey. Anthony, welcome in. Hey, good evening. How you doing tonight? Great. 
I just want your opinion on the Justin Herbert injury from last night. Um, do you think he starts week three, or do you think the Chargers season is in jeopardy? I mean, I'm a big Colts fan, you know, from the yeah. early yeah, I, I, I hear you, Anthony, and, and listen, uh, full disclosure, I appreciate the phone call. Uh, full disclosure, I, I picked the, uh, the, the Chargers to win the division. I just want to call up what their schedule is. Here's the thing. So reports are today that he's got a broken rib. Um, maybe more. Who knows? Uh, he, just, he took an absolute beating uh, last night. Here's the thing. They're going up against the Jags at home next week. Okay. Then they're in Houston taking on the, 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 the Texans the following week. So it's not like they have like a gauntlet of a schedule coming up. Chase Daniel is their backup quarterback. He's somewhat of a journeyman. Was with the Eagles, was with the Saints. Can Chase Daniel come in and win, some, win, win a game for you against the Jaguars with all that talent in that defense? I think he can. I think he can. Now... If if uh, if Justin Herbert's on the shelf longer than two weeks, and now you've got to go to the Browns three weeks from now. Uh, after that, it's the Broncos. Okay, I- I've got some concerns, but can Chase Daniel hold down the fort for a hot second? Um, I I do believe that he can. Because of the t- because of the schedule that's coming up, um, listen. The Chargers really have played down this injury, right? But it certainly did not look good uh, at the at the end of the game last night. Even though, man, what a gutsy performance for Justin Herbert to to march them down the field, throw that touchdown pass to uh, to Palmer, and and of course uh, the the Chargers covered. If you had the Chargers plus four, good for you. <laughs> you covered. If you had the under, that was my play last night was the under. If you had the Chargers in the under, good for you. Great. Um, but, yeah, if you're a Chargers fan, you, there, you've got to have some, some big concerns here, and, and you want to hope that uh, Justin Herbert will be available for next week. And if he's not, um, at least hopefully he's available in Houston or, or worst-case scenario against the Cleveland Browns. That's for sure. Um, that's, that's, that's absolutely for sure. All right, you guys, uh, Hey, hang tight. Uh, Really excited. We've got fat Jack, uh, handicapper, world renowned, well-known handicapper. Fat Jack is going to be joining us next. Uh, we'll do a deep dive into uh, a number of NFL games as well as some college games for you as well. So stay tuned for that, getting you ready for tomorrow, uh, as well as the NFL, so, uh, so hang tight again. You're listening to Week and wager here on 98.7 ESPN brought to you by BetMGM sports. Enough talk, believe in your game, believe in your bet, BetMGM sports. Uh, when we get back again, like I said, fat Jack will be joining us next here on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing your relationships, your skills, your customer base, How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, 
all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome back to Week in Wager here on 98.7 ESPN, brought to you by BetMGM Sports. Enough talk, believe in your game, believe in your bet, BetMGM Sports. And special guest we have, and that's Fat Jack. You can see him all over FatJackSports.com. That's his website. Joining us here on 98.7 ESPN, getting you ready for uh, week two of the NFL season. Um, so, uh, so, Jack, really excited to have you back on. How you doing? I'm great, Anita. We've got week two of the NFL, uh, overreaction week. Everybody's going to freak out about what we saw last weekend, and that we're going to take advantage of that. So, yeah, I'm excited about it. Of course, college football, uh, people are saying it's a down card. I don't know that it's a down card. If you make money, they're all good cards, all right? That's true. Hey, <laughs> preach, preach, or preach. Um, hey, listen, be- before, you know, because I-, I know you're new here to 98.7 ESPN, so uh, before we start – doing a, a deep dive in into our picks and our plays for uh this weekend um kind of give our listeners a little insight some some uh, some some background on fat jack how you got in the business how long you've been in the industry tell us a little bit about yourself yeah you know it's funny i'm new in new york and some of those markets but around the country i've been doing this for 27 years so there are certain markets where I'm kind of a household name as it becomes a sports gambling. Um, I started out a lot like a lot of uh, successful gamblers. I was I owned a real estate investment company, owned a mobile home park, a lot of real you know glamorous stuff. Uh, but I got a reputation where I played golf of being able to win betting on sports. And so the guys that owned radio stations approached me and said, "Hey, um, we think you should come on and actually we have these services that come on. They lie to people. They don't tell the truth. They're not documented. Uh, we think you could actually." Uh, help us and help yourself out. So it started just as a real innocent thing in a couple of different markets in the Midwest and has expanded over the last 27 years to where now I have a TV show, runs on the Yes Network uh, called Beat the Odds on Saturday evenings. Be sure to check that out. And then around the country, um, it kind of got a reputation of, of not only being able to win, but telling the truth about you know winning, which is in this business is not a given. Oh, that, that's that's for sure. And it's it's interesting because you know, I, I never, you know, I, I never uh, lie about how I win or how I lose. And you and I have had the conversation in regards to like, if you're 56, 57% accurate at the end of the season, that's huge. You're doing well. I don't think most, most people don't realize that, but you know, so if, if I win, I typically like, like I'll celebrate it on social media. And so then, then, <laughs> then, then, then I'll, I'll have, I'll have, you know, uh, followers say, well, you know, why are you only posting what you win? I'm like, well, I'm not gonna, like, 
I'm not, I'm not going to shy about when I lose, right? Like, I'm not going to shy about it, but when I do win, you know, I'm going to celebrate it. Like, I'm like, why am I going to celebrate a loss? I'm losing money. Yeah. Every one of my <laughs> plays are posted and documented on the website. And you know, it's funny. We, we take that as a given that you're not going to lie about it, but it's not a given, especially with the changing landscape. Everybody's decided they're Kenny Rogers. Everybody knows how to pick games. Everybody knows what a line is. And so you've got to be careful because the reality is resetting those expectations is part of the battle and that people will go and say, I'm 99% or I haven't lost my game of the year, da, 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 da. All of those things are just sales tactics to get people to sign up for things when the reality is you can do really well at this and be very successful, as you said, hitting 56 57% in there, depending on the volume, is very, very doable for guys that know what they're doing and it, it's a way to, to be successful when everybody's getting into this and they're new. I think resetting those expectations is certainly part of the battle. All right. So let's dive right into our picks and let's keep it local since this is a gambling show here in the New York area. You know, typically folks like to gamble on their teams. Some do, some don't, most do. Um, so let's start first and foremost with the Jets. It's unfortunate, uh, you know, they don't have Zach Wilson. Some people might feel that uh, it's a blessing in disguise. We'll see. Um, but, uh, but as we know, they lost week one. No surprise to the Baltimore Ravens. They're con- going to continue. They're, they're, they're making their, their sweep through the AFC North, and their next AFC North opponent is the Cleveland Browns. They're traveling to Cleveland. Jacoby Brissett is still the starting quarterback. Cleveland is favored by 6.5. The over-unders at 39. Do you have a play in this matchup? Yeah, I, I really think the Jets are one of the – typically in week two, the rule of thumb is if you played bad in week one, the worse you played, the more likely you are to cover in week two. As ridiculous as that sounds, those are historical trends. Consider that of the 14 teams that made the playoffs last year, nine of them lost in week one. The league is full of parity. And when you drill down a little bit further, teams that lost double digits in week one, they cover at a 61% clip over the last 60 games. And the Jets are in that group as well. So I do think the Jets come back and play much better. Um, you'll have overreaction by most of the market, so you're getting some value there. Cleveland is not going to be an impressive offensive team until they get a better play, get better play at quarterback. They do have some defensive players, but the Jets are not going to go out and outscore anybody by a bunch. I think this is a better spot for them, and you typically will have teams that either lose and or don't cover in week one show up and play much better in week two at about a 60% clip on all of these different trends uh, over the last 15 years or so. So I like the Jets plus the points in that one. Interesting. Again, they're getting six and a half. Um, The other game, obviously, is the Giants. They're at home. They won week one, surprised a lot of people against Tennessee. I did have them, by the way, on the money line as well. This week, they're going up against the Carolina Panthers. This is one of my favorite plays this week. I'm on the Carolina side, curious uh, you've got uh, the Giants. They're favored by one and a half. The over-under is at 43 and a half. What's your play here? Yeah, we're not going to make a lot of friends in New York um, because I also like Carolina. I mean, there's a lot of sharp players on Carolina this week. Um, I, I liked the Giants last week. And I, I, frankly, when I'm in New York, I love it when both the Giants and Jets cover because everybody's happy. Um, and when they win, they're even, even happier. But this is a better spot. You're getting some of that value with how Carolina finished the game last week. Week one to week two, you'll have uh, some some uh, re- some regression off teams that play well and and off teams that play bad. So I actually like Carolina plus the points uh, also here. La- Lost as a favorite in week one, they covered a sixty one point five percent clip in week two, and that's exactly what Carolina was. They were favorite, didn't end up covering. 
expect him to play better. I expect him to plus the points as well. Let's uh, let's stay in the AFC East and let's talk about the New England Patriots going up against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Both these teams having some big time issues. As we know, Watts out. Mac Jones is dealing with a back injury, although he was limited at practice, is expected to still start. But neither of these teams offensively impressed me much. Um, what is your play in this matchup? Uh, you've got uh, you've got New England favored on the road at minus two and a half and the over unders at 40 and a half. Yeah, another one was just kind of a head-scratcher for the general public, I think. Pittsburgh looked great in playing against Cincinnati. Uh, people don't realize when you drill down a little bit that, that Cincinnati turned the ball over five times. Um, New England went down to, to Florida. They turned the ball over a bunch of times. And so I like it when I get coaches that have these, the, a personality that their teams will typically go execute. Neither of these coaches trust their quarterback. They're going to be run first, play defense, don't make a mistake. Uh, Trubisky can't be trusted with their offense either, to put it lightly. So I think that both of these coaches will be a, have a conservative game plan. I really like the under in this one. If you make me play the game, yeah, for the same reasons I just said, teams that lose in week one typically come back and play better in week two. And consider this, when you go on consecutive road games over the last couple of years to start the season, the teams that go on two straight road games, they're 8-0 against the spread. There's three of those teams this week, Indianapolis, Tampa Bay, and the Patriots all in their second straight road game. So expect those teams to outperform the market at a pretty good clip. I like that New England minus the points, and I certainly like under. Ooh, I like that trend a lot. You've got a Rams team on rest. Why? Because they opened up the season against the Buffalo Bills, albeit a very embarrassing um, opening for them at home. Um, this week they go against the Atlanta Falcons. They're home. They're favored by 10. The over-unders at 46 and a half. And but this is an Atlanta Falcons team. Like for for the first three quarters, they stayed lock and step with the Saints. So uh, and and they and and what I love. How about this man? They played the pistol. They had the, they had the pistol formation 26, 25, 26 times last week against the Saints. Um, so a very uh, unique offense they're running there with Marcus Mariota. But nonetheless, the Rams are favored by 10, looking to redeem themselves in week two. What's your play here? Yeah, I'm excited to see how the pistol works out against Aaron Donald and company. I mean, let, let's get serious. I mean, you're going to have a team like, uh, like uh, Los Angeles that wasn't playing the quarterback in the preseason. He was on a snap count in practice. They turned the ball over three times against an absolute buzzsaw in Buffalo. This is one of those teams that we talked about getting back on track after a bad outing. The Rams are primed for that. Double-digit favorites also over the last seven years have covered 60% of the time in the NFL. So double-digit favorites have been one of those trends you've been able to take advantage of. I actually really like the Rams here. Atlanta does not have a good offensive line. They think they are duct taped together offensively, and this is not Buffalo. So expect better, uh, tighter play out of out of the Rams. I go ahead and lay the 10. I think this one gets out of hand. Uh, last but not least, let's talk about Washington and Detroit. Um, Carson Wentz surprised a lot of folks last week. That's for sure. Um, this is a Washington team now. They're traveling to the Motor City, taking on Detroit. DeAndre Swift with an ankle injury. He's saying that he's going to play, but might not be 100%. That concerns me. Concerns my fantasy teams, to be quite frank, Fat Jack. But nonetheless, uh, this is a Detroit Lions team. They're favored by one and a half. The over-unders at 48 and a half. What's your play here? Yeah, I, I don't know how you do it, Anita. I mean, the fantasy combined with the gambling of the team <laughs> would, would drive That's me hard. insane. Because I would be 
I'd be pulling for players. I can't pull for the team. I mean, it'd be really difficult to do. I, I try to pick a lane. And, yeah, this one here, I think this is all about the under. We're talking about regression during the course of the first half of the season. Point of week one, 28, 35 points. But they did it in the fourth quarter. So for 75% of the game, they were literally playing under the total. And then they really finished strong in both of those games. Now they play each other. Last year, both these teams averaged 19 points a game. Expect the, by the end of the year, their game point uh, total to be closer to 19 points per game than it is the 30 or so they put out in week one. That's going to be a lot of opportunities to take advantage of under the total, under the team total, those type things. I think this is a good start for that. I think both these offenses come back to life. They play a little bit closer to that 19 points a game that both gave us last year. I would go under the total in that one. Uh, Fat Jack, this is great. Uh, really do appreciate your insights. And uh, before we let you go, why don't you let the folks know out there exactly? I know fatjacksports.com, that's your website. Um, that's where they can find you. Uh, where else? Social media. Give, it, give, us, give us all the, all, all the deets, all the information. Yeah. At Fat Jack Sports on all the social media, I gave away free winners going today and this weekend. So at Fat Jack Sports, what you see is what you get with me, Anita. Every game is posted and documented, and we talk. If I have a losing day or losing week, that's the thing I lead in with because I think setting realistic goals for people is fine. We, I was 8-1 last week. We had a great weekend last week. Things are going well so far. I had under the total on, on the Thursday night, so a good start to the weekend. But realistic goals is the key here if you're trying to make money long-term. And you can find that at FatJackSports.com. And I know, Anita, you're going to get after them this weekend as well. I'm excited about a big weekend and hopefully some more profit. Absolutely. Uh, Fat Jack, thank you so much for spending time with us here on Weekend Wager. Really, really sincerely appreciate you. That about concludes our show. Of course, we had Randy Robles on from the Elias Sportsboro, David Behrman from ESPN. I like to call him our gatekeeper of all things gambling um, on our all, all our digital content. And of course, Fat Jack, uh, getting you ready for week two of the NFL season, a little college football as well, a little Major League Baseball, a little futures bets. So we pretty much covered it all on the show hopefully you enjoyed it just a reminder i'm back tomorrow afternoon high noon right here on 98.7 espn for the anita mark show excited about that and of course again just a reminder new york game day is back every sunday morning from 7 to 8 a.m fantasy forecast getting you ready each and every week for your fantasy matchups and then at eight o'clock matthias kiwanuka joins me uh, for new york game day and at 10 o'clock of course it is mike tannenbaum taking you to 11 o'clock where then following that is your jets pregame show with Dan Grossa and Greg Buttle and uh, 98.7 ESPN. The only place you can listen to the Jets on radio is right here. So uh, getting you ready for a fun, exciting college and NFL weekend of sports. Again, thank you so much for tuning in. We sincerely appreciate it. Again, this is Weekend Wager brought to you by BetMGM Sports. Enough talk. Believe in your game. Believe in your bet. BetMGM Sports right here on 98.7 ESPN.